What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of the Good Life Support Group, recorded live at our beautiful location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and join the conversation led by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. The Lord's goal is not that you go from bondage to bandage. The Lord's not trying to patch up nothing in your life. He's made you new, not patched up. And when you walk in your newness, you can sing a new song. You can rejoice. Man, my cool been out the window a long time ago. My cool been out the window a long time ago. I don't know who this is for, but he cares for you. Time is up. If you don't come out, I'm coming in. I'll say it again. That's a big word. If you don't come out, I'm coming in. In other words, if you don't put it down, I'm going to expose it. And if you don't want to help yourself, I'm going to expose it to somebody that will help you. If you don't come out, I'm coming in. And when the Lord comes in, it's really no hiding. You're exposed. Whatever it is that you're hiding behind, whatever you're trying to hide in secret, he says, what's done in secret, it will come out in the open. Even if it's one person, but you were not made to carry the burdens you're carrying, whoever I'm talking to. You were not made to do it all by yourself. You were not made to live an independent life. We were actually wired to need each other. I see why the Lord had had me speak about what I'm about to speak about. But I'm going to get this to you. I'm coming in, and when I come in, I will expose for your good. I remember running last week, and I heard, man, if prison brings someone to Jesus, If, if, if someone had to go to prison in order to find Jesus to live in eternity, we might, not, we might not appreciate that loss, but man, heaven gained. We love, our Father loves us so much that whatever it takes to get you back to him, he will get you there. If, see, what you have to understand is let's look at being exposed differently. For something to be exposed, that means light had to shine on it. And a lot of times what happens is the enemy comes in and we embrace, we, we are overshadowed by the darkness. Opposed to realizing it was the Lord that came in our cave. Let me, let me help you. The devil will never expose you in that way. When the Lord comes into your cave, that means light came in and he shined something on an issue in your life. He didn't want to embarrass you, but you wouldn't listen before. So then he shine light. He'll always shine it to you first.
The Lord says, I love you too much to let you hide. And he goes forward and says to the church, the spirit of prophecy is about to increase. But he says, I want to be clear because there's a whole lot of people that gives a license to just prophesy. But the Lord is never going to prophesy out of order. It's going to increase and you will know my prophets by their fruit. This prophetic wave will lead to reconciliation, repentance, and redemption, not condemnation. This prophetic wave will be rooted in love, not manipulation. Be careful using God's prophetic words to manipulate people. It will not be good in these last days. Amen. The words of my prophets will be delivered with precision, purity, presence. And produce, meaning there will be fruit. You shall know them by their fruit. A wave of supernatural suddenlies of transformation. A wave of supernatural suddenly transformation. I know it sounds twisted, but I give it how I gave, got it. Suddenly transformation, meaning you were addicted and you surrendered it to the Lord and it's broken forevermore. Um, that was me. I made my mind up on a day that I was going to let it go, and I haven't looked back ever since, never picked it back up. Supernatural, suddenly transformation. The Lord's not going to take nothing from you that you don't want to put down. You want to stay addicted to whatever? He says, go on right ahead. Enjoy. I'll be here in the end. But he says, supernatural, suddenly transformations. Your thirst will be quenched. Your hunger will be satisfied. Your scales are coming off. I will meet you at the level of your desperation. Desperation for my heart is increased when selfish ambition is decreased. Desperation for my heart is increased when selfish ambition is decreased. Desperation for my heart is increased when selfish ambition is decreased. Father, I thank you that you watch over your word and you watch over it to confirm it. I declare it is so. Lord, we believe and we receive. I thank you that the devourer is rebuked and we will see the fruit. We shall hear the testimonies of your work. So, Lord, we say perform your word. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. So we align our faith with your word. We align our actions with your word. 
And we yield and say, not our will, Lord, but your will be done. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Amen. How you guys doing? Good? I'm not going to say some of y'all quiet. I'm going to just say the spirit of the Lord is here. <laughs> the spirit of the Lord is here. And I know the spirit of the Lord is here. Um, he paralyzes your flesh. There's some things that just have to, the, the, the things, the spirits that plague you outside of here, how anxious you are when you're outside of his presence, that can't exist in here. So you'll find people who can't sit still normally out there being still in church. They're paralyzed. Which should let you know something is that there's other things influencing you outside. But when you come into his presence, there's things that jump in order. Where should you live most of the time? In his presence. You want self-discipline? Live in his presence. You want overcoming power? Live in his presence. Today, I just want, we, we know to, um, that, first of all, I want to just, yeah, what happened in North Van the other day. Lord, bless those families, strengthen those children. And as we always say, as the Lord, as the world continues to get darker, Lord, I thank you that your, your, your glory continues to shine. May people find Jesus. May people find peace. May people find you. So we lift up that family. We lift up those families. We lift up the family of the victims, but we also lift up the families, the family of the perpetrator, Lord. Lord, may we wake up. May we not continue to look at other countries and see that they're, the devil is at work right here in this city. But we have hope in you, Lord God. We have hope in Jesus. So we magnify you, Lord, that you are faithful and you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So some of you may have remembered last week I said I'm going to start talking about uh, Love Gone Wild. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, I thought the Lord would be cool with that. I think he is cool with that. But I'm going to wait till after Easter. We're a week away from Easter. And for those that don't know, it's normally celebrated by the church as Palm Sunday. Say Palm Sunday. So this is the week before um, as Jesus is approaching the cross. He's approaching the cross for who? He's approaching the cross for your scandalous butt. He's approaching the cross for man's sin. Okay, this is that day. This is that day that he knows he's on his way. This is that day that he knows his, um, that Judas is going to turn on him. He, he knows that he's heading towards the cross. And from what I can remember, in John 17, what was on Jesus' heart on the way to the cross was not himself, it was you. John 17 is a prayer for you. Let me, let me ask you what would be on your mind if you knew in a week you was out of here. 
How many people would you be praying for? How thankful would you be? How joyful would you be? Would you still be trying to help people? Well, on the way to his cross, guess what? You were on his mind. You were on his mind. Today, I just really, 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 really felt the Lord say, I think my people, there's enough focusing on what the pandemic has done. There's enough focusing on our depression, our strongholds. There's enough. And I really believe, Elder John, that the Lord, when he says, magnify the Lord with me and let us, what, exalt his name together, I continue to find that we're actually called to live a life of thanksgiving and gratitude. You would overcome more if you lived a life of thanksgiving more. And thanksgiving goes beyond saying thank you. Have you ever said thank you but wasn't grateful? Okay. Thank you is not thanksgiving. Today we'll deal with arms up, palms out. What does that look like? Everybody go ahead and do that. That's a sign of what? Surrender. When we're praising God, what are we doing? Surrender. So arms out, palms up is surrender. Palms up like this is receiving. Just drop a little dime on you as far as praising. So you can be intentional when you praise. This is a posture. I'm, I'm receiving when I'm worshiping like this. But when I got my hands like this, I am surrendering. Okay. Arms up, palms out. Say that with me. Go ahead. Psalm 30 says this. I've learned that his anger lasts for a moment. But his loving favor lasts a what? We may weep through the what night, but at daybreak... It will turn into what? Shouts of ecstatic what? Joy. You see why David's a man after God's own heart? Because what we've been doing is good for the last few weeks. We've been talking about issues. But I think one of our bigger issues is we are living in an ungrateful generation. We want more, more, more. It's never enough. We want it more, we want faster. It's never enough. But David mastered no matter what I'm going through, I always have a what? Praise. I always got my arms up, my palms out. Nothing can steal me from remembering how good God has been in my life. It says... For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. So in other words, it don't matter what you're going through. Favor is always working on your behalf. So I've learned, I have to learn how to focus on the what? Favor and not the pain. 
But his favor for a lifetime or in his favor is what? Life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me in my prosperity, I said I shall never be moved e. Ah. I shall never be moved. Pandemic. I shall never be moved. Lost. I shall never be moved. People walk out on me. I shall never be moved. Say that I shall never be moved. That can actually be a reality for you. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, in my prosperity, I said I shall never be moved. But here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. Weeping may endure for a night. We got that part down. We almost professional weepers. Our, our nighttime has continued for days. Some people ain't even looking for the sunshine. Some people love drama. You feel naked without drama. You're attracted to drama. Your mama had drama. <laughs> you inherited. I inherited drama. Drama has to be broken off of your life. You, you ever you're cool then you realize something and all of a sudden you receive a spirit connected to what you realize but you was cool before you what realized you was cool before you realized you could be up here preaching right now somebody say hey pastor t do not move it's a rat under your foot the moment they make me aware of the rat something different gonna happen right now it's just about to look real a little different so you could be cool the moment you get bad news. It's different. Why can't you manage the same joy you had before you got the news? Because you relate joy to a feeling. Yeah. See, you don't got no gas without a gas station. And if you want some gas from the gas station, guess what you got to do? You got to go to the gas station. You can't just go to the gas station. That's like just going to church. A lot of people go to church. You can't just pull up in the gas station and chill and think your car about to go from E to F. You can't just come to church, get a word, listen to some songs and think your life about to be changed. Guess what you got to do? You got to connect to the gas. And you do know once you start driving, what start happening? You start using what? Gas. So that means you got to what? Stay connected to the what? Gas. You one of them people like me though. Like I, I like, I like, I, I hate driving a car that don't tell me how many miles I got left before I'm on E. Because I, sometimes I've, I've just let it go to E. And everybody in here have been like that at one point or another then drove close to E. We just, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've learned about Canada. Everybody got to put this mask on like you did, like super responsible. All right, cool. You didn't let your car get like that, but you let your soul get like that. 
You just go, 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 go. I'm grinding. But you grinding your health away. Amen, amen, amen. Here's the question. What do I do until the morning time? I think, we think, that we have to weep until the morning or we have to be sad until the morning. He says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes when? In the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You got control of when the morning comes. You have control of when the sun shines. Have you ever been somewhere where it's raining and the sun shining? Yes, 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 yes. That's possible. That's possible. So who told you? What do I do until the morning time? If I'm going through a season, I'm going through a storm, I'm going through a phase in my life, I'm trying to figure out what's next in my life, I can't hear God, what do I do from one side of the sea to the other? See, Moses' sister and her crew Praise God on the wrong side. What do you mean, pastor? They complained on one side, but waited to praise until they were clear of trouble. But you can have the same praise as you got in the promised land. You can have that in the wilderness too. See, you would have gotten through the wilderness faster if you just put a praise on it in the wilderness. And you have a choice between complaining or what? Praising. So, what do I do? I turn up the thanksgiving. Little John got that one out. It's amazing how the world gets stuff before we do. And we've been given the book. Little John said, turn down for what? What he's saying, we don't ever stop. It's always turn up. There's always praise. You ready? There's no true rest without thanksgiving. I'm trying to help somebody. See, even when my body tired, when I praise, it's gas. See, I'm pumping up on Sunday because I know through the week I'm going to go through things that going to drain me. And then when I start, when, my, when I go from full to half a tank, guess what? I'm like some of them people who like, they don't never let their car go past half a tank. That's the responsible people. <laughs> There's no true rest without thanksgiving. If you are not a grateful person, you are a restless person. Thanksgiving just says, God, you've done so much. I'm thankful for what I already have. I'm not bombarding heaven for more. 
Hebrews 4 says, as we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease. Say cease. What does cease mean? Cease means stop. So as we enter into his rest, we stop from doing something. And if you don't stop doing the something, you have not entered in. If you, you cease from your own work, your own efforts, your own philosophies, your own strategies of how you think happiness is coming to you, your own religious efforts, if I do this, God will be happy. If I do this, he will forgive me. If I do this, I will get that. Your own efforts. Just as God, you ready for this? You ready? You ready? You ready? Let me get up. Let me get up. Let me get up. Just as God, what? Come on. Just as God, what? Who, what? He, who God celebrates? Wait a minute. God celebrates? I don't know if you figured this one out, but who's your creator? So if your, your creator celebrates, what should you do? Okay, 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 okay. God celebrates? But this is key. What does he celebrate? He celebrates finished work. So my sign, my praise represents my faith that it's finished. See, some of us can't praise God because we think he still got to do something for us. He's still working on our blessing. There is nothing else that God needs to create for your life. You the one that need to walk in what he's already done. It is what? Finished. There's nothing new God is doing. It's new to you. It's old to him. There's nothing new under the sun. And so when you worship and when you praise and when you enter his rest, you trust that it is all done. You trust that he's calculated. He has went forth and he's seen your trouble. He sees your joys. He's counted it all what? Joy. What does he celebrate? Finish work. When we're praising this, morning, this afternoon, what are we doing? We're praising because we believe God has already considered where we're going. <laughs> he counted it. We counted all joy. You can't count it all joy. What he's saying is uh, 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 bad plus good equals joy. Whatever you're going through, just count it all. Put it all. It didn't say count all the good joy. He says all of it. Count it what? Joy, because we also know that he's working what? All together for our what? Good. So even if it's bad, he's going to find a way to turn it for our what? Good. What the enemy meant for evil, God will what? Turn it around for what? Good. So my praise comes from a place of faith in his finished work. Now walking around like a little spoiled kid, needing God to do something else. I believe that he's done it. I'm the knucklehead that got to get out of the way. He's done it. If sickness is on my calendar in the future, guess what else is on my calendar? Healing. <laughs> look, look, look. God celebrates his finished works, and look what he do. He rests in them. Look, look at JT. He rests in them. 
Elder Brendan, he rests in the finished work. So really, what I need to discover is what did he finish? So I can what? Rest in him. See, you all here reading, all, wasting all kind of money on all kind of books trying to find out how to be successful. You want to know how to be successful? Rest in his finished work and find out what he did for you. You got one purpose, one purpose, you have many assignments. You working as a janitor in one season, that's only an assignment. But your purpose is to bring glory to God. You play in the NBA, your purpose is to bring glory to God. That's just an assignment. When you retire from playing ball, guess what you got to do? Whatever you do next, you got to do what? You got to bring him glory. After you get off the ball field, guess what? Your kids don't care nothing about you in the NBA. They don't know NBA. All they know is daddy. So guess what you got to be? Daddy. And you got to bring God glory as daddy. Husband is, a, is an assignment. Father is an assignment. Pastor is an assignment. Counselor is an assignment. Son is an assignment. Shopper is an, is an assignment. If I go to the grocery store, guess what? I'm on an assignment to do something. I'm going there to bring some food home. Guess what I got to do? Bring glory to God. In everything I do, my assignment or my purpose is to bring God glory, no matter what I'm doing. No matter what I'm doing. But we all in this culture trying to find, and we're miserable because we can't find our dream. What if your dream ain't God's dream? It don't mean it's not a bad, it don't mean it's a bad dream. But what's important to you ain't always important to God. Because he knows, he's committed to what he's finished, not what you're starting. Hey, hey, God, bless this over here. That's why it says man has plans, but in the end, God's going to get his way. So you can go and think you starting something and you would control. God going to find a way. You start that business and you like, oh, it failed. No, it didn't fail. God's just putting it on track with his plans. He going to get the tracks connected down the road. So your business didn't fail. He just let you get as far as you. You just ran out of strategy. And God said, I can't let you go further because it's getting further and further away from my plans. So let me just get it right back on, the, on, on my train tracks. So all the Lord is doing is realigning stuff. Don't be disappointed. He's just realigning it. Now, if you want to stop wasting time, then you just figure out what he's doing in your life and just agree with that. Oh, Jesus. So God celebrates his finished work. Stop tripping over stuff you can't control. Maybe if you stop tripping over stuff you can control, you can use that fuel on praising God. Who is in control? Go to work. Just go to work. Just, just work your shift. What you mad for that they got a position you want? So what? Maybe that ain't the position God got for you. Envy, jealousy, all that stuff. What you tripping for? You, you, can't, you can't trip over a lockdown. You can't trip over, you know, they, they put speed bumps on, the, on your block. You can't trip over somebody don't want you. You can't trip over, okay. Put a praise on it. And see, your praise confuses the enemy because you have natural reasons to trip. But you have supernatural reasons to praise. And when you enter into God's realm, the devil can't touch you. Psalm 91. 
So even if you don't feel like it, you actually need to put God's words on your lips because that's what the enemy cannot touch. But he can touch your emotions, your complaining, your negativity, your speaking of death. He could touch all of that. Verse 10, for he who has once entered God's rest also has ceased from the weariness and pain of human labor. You see this? You've entered in, you've ceased from your stuff. You've ceased from the weariness and pain of human labors. Just as God rested from those labors, peculiarly his own. The Lord even had to stop. And he stopped, and this is what he did, Effie. He celebrated. When's the last time you celebrated over the small progress you've made? You, you don't got you to pra- you, you praise for what you made it through last week. You're so bogged down by what, all your business plan, all your plans. And you don't got to praise for God to, like today for what he brought you through last night. You don't got to praise for the fact that people drive crazy and you made it here without getting in a car accident, rear-ended, something didn't crazy didn't happen. Those people was at the library. Those people didn't do nothing to that person. You think you just, you, you, you just don't understand the grace of God that covers you when you're walking across the street. When you drive and when you sleep, let me tell you something. When you really think about the lock that's on your door at your house, anybody can get through your lock. Them locks ain't nothing. Them little old locks. Your back door, your window. You not, man, let me tell you, God is protecting you. He's keeping you. He's keeping you. You don't got to praise for what he's did. You don't got to praise for even though you was molested, even though you went through some horrible things in your family, you're still here. You, you just want to complain. You want to be a victim. You want people to see, look at my pain. No, no, no. But look at Jesus' pain. He, he's freed you. And I'm not saying what you're going through or what you've been through is not tough. But what I'm saying is the way through it. You know, your praise is that epidural to have you push and get, get, to, to deliver that baby. Thanksgiving leads us into rest. It is the G code to rest. Did he say G code? Yes. It's the God code to rest. It's the gratitude code to rest. Thanksgiving leads us into rest. Thanksgiving leads us into rest. Here we go, Psalm 30. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. You can pass through his gates with the password of praise. You can pass through his gates, open gates. I want you to pay attention to the word open gates. Your praise does not unlock the gate. Grace does. (laughs) So you're not praising God to buy a pass. I'll explain later. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Don't come into his... What he's saying is you actually have free access to a place you at once was cut off from. God didn't speak to humanity for a few hundred years, for a while. 
And then Jesus finished, he tore the veil. Now you have access. So when you come into a place, you were actually not allowed. Don't come up in here grumbling and complaining. You didn't have access. And you didn't have to pay the price for access. One person did. <laughs> come, come on right in to his presence with what? Thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. I love it because I don't find nowhere in the Bible where he be like, praise me silent. Praise me still. Praise me with no facial expressions. Like just, just me mug the praise and worship team. Let them know you serious about Jesus. Don't crack no smiles, no emotions. This Jesus thing ain't no joke. Man, don't nobody want to serve your Jesus. We look too serious, too mean. All these people out here at raves, popping pills, having a good time. We come to church. Our God is an awesome God. He, they, the, the, the screen, no lyrics on the screen. Media team messed up, so I ain't got to sing. From heaven above with wisdom, power, and love are. And then they remixed it on us. See, they playing with God. I ain't come here to play with God. No. Y'all going to do your remix. This the one that killed me, though. How you gangster filming it though? How you not happy on a reggae song though? You the devil, you the devil, whoever you, you the devil. That's what you is, you the devil. Amen. You need deliverance today. Come out of you in Jesus' name. Oh, don't, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. Look. The password is praise. Come right, come on in, baby. That's what my mama, that's what my grand, not my mama, my grandma used to say. Come on in, baby, have a seat. Come on in. And then you come one time. I don't know if you have grandma like this, but she said, don't come in here asking nothing no more after this time. I'm going to make your food this time, but after this, this your house. Amen. Look what he says. And affectionately... Bless his beautiful name. Affection. 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 The act of giving thanks. Thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks. It's grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially to God. It's an expression of thanks. It's especially to God. It's a public celebration. See, when, I, when you read this definition, thanksgiving is actually, it's an expression. 
It's an attitude. It's an action. It's a lifestyle. A public celebration in acknowledgement of divine favor or kindness. It's a day set apart for giving thanks to God. That's the one day a year we celebrate by eating. We're going to show you, God, we thankful. We, we thankful. We, <laughs> we thankful in some of that dressing. We thankful. Grateful people are giving people. I'm trying to help you to your breakthrough. You think, you think spending all kind of money on, 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 on the therapist and Dr. Phil, I'm trying to tell you, here goes some therapy for you. Gratitude. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Fearful people are gluttonous people. What do I mean? Greedy. What do I mean? Selfish. See, what I find is you lack, uh, 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 when you're, you, um, when you can't be grateful, you're afraid of being vulnerable. Because gratitude expresses that I needed someone. I need you. And so whenever you withhold, you know, all you introverts, like that's like, that's just like super cool. Like I'm an introvert. I'm just an introvert. I just, yeah, I got self-discipline. You guys are just so outwardly expressive. Um, no, a part of that is fear. Let me help you. That's fear. That's like you like, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm just shy. No, that's shy. That's fear's cousin. Like they all related though. They all in the same family, right? You, you, marry, you, marry, <laughs> you marry a woman or a man that got a crazy mama, guess who else you marry? The crazy mama. <laughs> right? JT like, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't, I ain't saying, you ain't going to get me saying amen. <laughs> Look. Grateful people are giving people. When you're grateful, you want to share. Like that's what, that's what you invite people to your church. You're grateful for the church you found. You're grateful for what you've discovered. You're grateful for the blessings in your life. So you share it. Ultimate stability is connected to thanksgiving. You, you ever give somebody something and you was excited? And they was like, thank you. Or like, what's this? What does that make you not want to do? Bless them again. This is going to be the last time. I know my wife. So, so I surprised my wife last night. I surprised my normally I stay, I stay in Vancouver. <laughs> normally I stay in Vancouver on the weekends. And, and so I was just like, you know, I just want to surprise my wife. Everybody was gone except Micah. And we rarely had a house to ourselves. So I was just like, I'ma just go surprise her. You know, we was texting each other, little, 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 you know, I text her to kiss with the heart. She texts me back the one with the hearts all on the face. Right? We, we just flirting with each other. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? 
I was just, and I didn't want to tell her, and I was just like, I miss you. And she's like, I miss you too. I'm like, you sleep. She didn't respond. I was like, oh, well, you sleep. And she was like, no, I'm not. And we going back and forth. And, and uh, I knock on the door like, big daddy. I'm like, damn, she about to be like, yeah, about to be. So I knock on the door. And <laughs> I'm looking through the window. And she walk up and she, I must have been super dark because she like put, she put her face right up to the window like this. Both of our faces is at the window like this. I'm like, dang, okay, let me back up for you. I'm at the window like this. Oh my God. And then she opens the door and she just, she just, I'm, I'm sitting there like, hey. <laughs> and she like, <laughs> she like, hi. How you gonna get back tomorrow? What? Because I had somebody drop me off. She's like, where the truck at? How you gonna get back tomorrow? I'm like, forget it. I just walked to the room. Now, she was, she was really excited to see me. I know she was. But it was just, you know how sometimes you're just so excited about the gift you're giving someone, you, you have a certain expectation of the response. And so when it's not like real bubbly and all of that stuff, it's just like, but that's something you got to work on in yourself, right? That's, that's, it was a little insecurity, you know, and it, it was what it was, but Amen. Amen. But some people, some people's uh, temperament is that way. Like I can see Kalepi not necessarily getting like really excited when he get a gift. Kalepi just be like, man, like, like, damn. <laughs> Did I channel that right? Did I? <laughs> And so it's not that he's, you know, not grateful. It's just his temperament. And our insecurities could, could really, our insecurities could really rob us um, from that. But the point is, is God's not insecure. So your lack of response of gratitude hurts no one but you. Right? And sometimes we don't express ourselves in, in even the most vibrant way because we don't know how to let that joy release. So we have trained ourselves to control excitement, right? And we'll call it poise or we'll call it, but control excitement. Instead of letting the little, think about when you were a little kid, how you got excited about stuff. You got excited about the littlest stuff, the toy and the happy, the happy meal. When you look back as a grown-up, you go get a happy meal. Tell me how excited you're going to get. Things that little things made you happy. Going to the park, going for a walk, Kool-Aid. Right? You didn't need much when you was a kid, but think about as an adult now how much it takes to get you happy. What's changed? When I see in the Bible, it says that come into, 
You, you, you come into the kingdom as a child. And you're missing out on some things when you let the world and stress and restlessness steal the kid. And that's what worship is. It's the kid with his arms up to his father saying, pick me up. I want to play. And what the father does, he sings back to you. And there's this beautiful relationship. And that's where you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not his joy. Look, you got to understand. He gets joy from my praise. And, and, and he responds to my praise by giving me strength. Gratitude is truly expressed in how you live, not how you receive. Right? You get something, you're happy. That's conditional. But how do you live when you ain't getting nothing? How do you live in between checks? <laughs> how do you live when it's not going your way? Everybody can celebrate on payday. But how do you respond when your partner don't have the energy to make you feel better? How do you feel when the world is dark? How do you respond over a year? We all thought the pandemic could be done in a few weeks. Now, I believe they're stretching it out. It's, fear, it's some fear-driving things. I get it. It is what it is. But, but, but that has nothing to do with my freedom and my joy. 50 people, 500 people, just the stream team has nothing to do with my praise. Anybody that you ask in here, our praise has been the same last March as it is this March. Look, look, look. When we had our little Mevo, our praise was the same on Mevo as it was with the Black Magic. Our, our praise was the same with them little cheap rental speakers as they are with these new good speakers, this new sub, these new lights. Our praise, we will never wait until payday. I'm going to praise God on my way to payday. Come on, somebody. You're sitting here waiting for something to happen. It may never happen, and it's not their fault. It's not Dr. Bonnie's fault. It's not your boo fault. It's not your job's fault. It's not the rain fault. It's not how dark, how quick it get dark. Man, forget that. Stop giving your joy away to so many things. You're the reason why you're depressed. You, you're the reason why you're anxious. You, there, they, they, there may never be a book come out to tell you five steps of how to deal with your anxiety. There may be never a medication that can heal all cancer. There may be never a medication that can eliminate the virus, whatever. But I know a healer. I know a provider. I know my joy comes from the Lord. My peace comes from the Lord. You can leave me, but I serve a God that will never leave me. Nor forsake me. And that's why it's my job to introduce 
my children to the God of generations, not a job of generations, not a bank account of generations. You better get tethered to another system because where the world is heading, I'm telling you, people are losing their mind. You, You just walk up and stab some people? North Van, no. Right here in this beautiful city, though. That ain't just the United States, though. That's right here. But we don't have guns. You got knives. Like guns, the only thing that kill people. You got drugs. You got alcohol. You got the devil here. That's all you need. The devil can, can, can kill you with a paper towel. Until you go to prison, I guarantee you'll figure out how to make a knife out of paper towel. <laughs> See, look at y'all, my young know, paper towel. No, we wipe ourselves with paper towels. No. <laughs> you can strangle somebody. Folks overdosing. Death is death. Gun, suicide, it don't matter. The devil is in Vancouver. And if the church don't rise up, guess who's going to win? The devil going to take your city. Gratitude is truly expressed in how we live, not how we receive. Thanksgiving is a weapon of offense and defense. See, it's a weapon of offense. Because when I praise him, I don't need nothing. I don't need nothing attacking me. But when I praise God, it gives, it gains me ground. So, look, 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 see, if you learn how to gain ground when things are peaceful, you, you have a little bit of ground to lose. <laughs> if I get a head start, I got that much more room to give to somebody. So I don't always need to respond when I'm in warfare. We give too much, we give too much power to warfare. We always in warfare. We pride ourselves in warfare. Ah, I'm a, you know how stupid you look? You, you, ah, to a defeated foe. The devil is under your what? Feet. And you over here like, ah. He under your feet. And I know some of you, some of you deep people, some of y'all is like, no, warfare is real. It is real. That's not the point here. But we are not called to live in a state of warfare all the time. I don't care. Look, who says you can't have joy in warfare? Why warfare always got to look like anger? Why warfare always got to look like you fighting somebody? Why can't warfare look like this? You You know how much it tortures the enemy? You ain't anxious? You know how much it tortures the enemy that you go back to sleep? Do you know how much it, 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 it frustrates the enemy when you give in instead of closing your fist? Warfare ain't always about aggression. Sometimes, man, he, you laughing is warfare. Why? Because laughter is medicine to the soul. Forgiveness is warfare. Forgive somebody. Thanksgiving is a weapon. Yes, we wage war. But we've defined what warfare looks like. 
Where do we get from that warfare is just this like, this, this, ah, it looks like, ah. what, what happened to warfare looking like this? Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I don't ever see Jesus. Ah. Jesus walked up to the demon and the demon was like, ah. he said, stop, come out. We over here taking hours, sweating, passing gas on the altar because we just losing all faculties. We just losing control of everything. I've seen people, man, I get it. I get it. But here's the point. Restraint is necessary when you encounter some demons because it's dangerous to, to, to the atmosphere. But I've seen many times when you have already preset an atmosphere, when true deliverance is happening, first of all, true deliverance don't always look like exorcist. It ain't always somebody vomiting. Real freedom comes from the word pushing it out. If the truth cell sets you free, you free indeed. When the truth sets you free, you free indeed. Not you coming down here, somebody lay hands on you, you pass out, you shake, and you do that. Guess what's going to have to happen when you get up? You're going to have to put the word in you. That's the scripture says that the enemy found a vacant house. You got free, but you never furnished it with the word of God. What keeps you free is the word of God. Yes, we, we wage war all the time. But sometimes I feel like we wage war out of our own efforts, our own flesh. Sometimes we wage in war out of pride and ego. And if the Lord says he entered and we should enter his finished work, if you believe that that foe is finished, there's a certain level of rest that you wage war in. I'm just, I'm just talking to some believers and we've strived for so long, I believe we're just in a time where that level of effort is, no, is not going to be necessary. I believe that that's why we're creating an atmosphere of praise, that when people do walk in these doors, things are beginning to fall off. So by the time they get to the altar, their hearts are fixed, they're ready, they're receiving. Yes, there will be the occasional crazy moment. We ready for that as well. But I'm talking day to day, guys. Day to day. Trust God. And just begin to bask in his goodness. Amen. Um, you, you think I'm wrong. That's why we have a lot of young Christians going around looking for those kind of moments. They're on YouTube looking for those kinds of moments. They're looking for when they can go see an evangelist that's going to do those kinds of moments. You do know God has some restoring to do. Hey, I've been to a Benny Hinn conference. I mean, uh, uh, healing service. Powerful. But I seen today somebody post something that was like, I want that jacket. The famous jacket. The one he was hitting people with and people was falling out. 
Let, let me tell you, I'm going to be a man of God, covered a man of God. I believe the Holy Spirit was really moving on people. You're not going to catch me say that he was being phony. That's not going to come out of my mouth. I believe the Spirit of God was moving. And sometimes you look in, the, in, 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 you look in the New Testament. They brought cloths. They've used blankets. It's got, Jesus spit on somebody's eyes. So we can't think Benny Hinn using a jacket is so crazy. Jesus spit on your eye. What you going to do? So let's calm down. <laughs> I'd rather Benny Hinn hit me with a jacket than Jesus spit in my eye. <laughs> Didn't think of it that way, absolutely. But the point is, is there have been an extreme that has hurt a generation. Real, false, manipulation, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, there's been a lot of things without explanation. There's been a lot of stuff out of order. There's been a lot of stuff out of dogma, out of religion that has happened that God is going to do something um, like the 12-year-old. Like the woman with the issue of blood. The 12-year-old is lying down and he just walks in the room and says, get up. The woman with the issue of blood just comes into his presence, touches his hem, and she's not only healed, she's made whole. Right? We have a generation that want to see the convulsions and the rolling in the... No, 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 no. There's a, there's a, there's a peace about deliverance. Can I talk to anybody that's really ready to believe peace, the peace of God? There, there's, 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 there's when you see someone that has been uh, 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 plagued all their life, and then all of a sudden they run to Jesus, and they could see now. They, they, they used to be lame, and all of a sudden Jesus says, get up, and they get up and begin to walk. I believe there's a there's a ease. I'm talking about I'm talking about where the people that have been hurt by the church can't say it was him. That's why sometimes when I lay hands on people, I'm, I'm keeping my hand right here. Because some folks be like, see, I went to that last church and the pastor pushed me down. <laughs> now, you know, in, 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 in basketball, if you extend the arm, that's a foul. Now I've 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 fell out under the under the under the spirit. Right? It's a real thing. But guess what? The Lord will never make you fall out. Let me tell you this. There's a surrender. And so if you're resisting the surrender, any anointed man or woman of God will not spend time with you at the altar. They'll just let you sit there. Because you at the altar not trusting people. So you can't receive. Why? Because you don't trust. And you just came, you came wanting something, but you didn't come ready to receive it. So what we need is a wisdom session to deal with your fear, not an altar call to get you quickly delivered. 
right. We teaching. We teaching up in here. We, we, we teaching up in here. We won't be that place. I, it's not me that brings healing. It's not me that brings. It's all the Holy Spirit. So I don't have nothing to prove to you. If you don't want it, guess what? We're going to keep it pushing. There's times the Lord will say, nope, pass that person. Why? Because they're up here with a different kind of spirit, and they don't really want it. They're up here being critical. They're up here thinking, no, no, no. We can't. We, there's, there's no release. There's no receptivity. So you don't come to the altar out of pressure. You come ready because you're ready to lay something down. Right? And us laying hands on you is a point of contact, agreement, and faith. It's not me laying on my hand. It's not all something in my hands and I'm going to make you oh, all of a sudden. And then you sitting there tripping because I laid hands on you like I'm still the same. See, he a false prophet. No, I'm letting you know I don't heal. Jesus heals. <laughs> That's why you find in the Bible Jesus says, what do you want? Because many, many people say they want to be healed, but how do you act? Do you want to be well? Do you really want to be free, or have you learned how to be secure by your bondage? Psalm 30. I mean, so Isaiah 60, sorry. It says Psalm 30 up at the top. It's Isaiah 60. To grant consolation and joy to those who mourn. Jesus said, I'm anointed. Jesus said, I'm anointed to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in what? Zion. To give them an ornament, a garland, and a diadem or a diadem of what? Beauty instead of what? Ashes. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling you. We can focus on the depression, the anxiety, the addiction, the sex addiction. We can focus on that. Or let me help you turn your attention to something else. He said, I'm anointed to give them beauty for ashes. Listen. And the oil of joy. Instead of mourning, here you go, the garment expressive of praise instead of a heavy, burdened, and failing spirit. He says in another passage that I will give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So instead of your heaviness, he says, put on praise. I watch people come in here with a heavy spirit, and you are a praise away from feeling lighter. <laughs> you, you're like, man, but I don't know how to sing. Like, no, but, but, but your heart surrendered is the perfect note. It's the perfect melody. It's the perfect harmony. Forget what you hear up here. Forget all of that. Stop trying to sing and, and be a part of the team. Just sing your song of gratitude to the Lord. And when they start hitting a little note, don't back down because you think, oh, I can't hit that note. Let Danny do what she do. Let Carolyn do what she do. Let, let them do what they do. You're singing unto the Lord. Thank God you found a church that's creating an atmosphere for you to hang out with God. All right, and he says that you, 
Who is you? The person that chooses to take the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, that you may be called oaks of righteousness. What does that mean? So you stop walking around, whimpered over, limped over, start walking around looking, looking sad with this flat affect, and you stand up and you're lofty and you're strong and you're magnificent and you're distinguished for upright. Let me tell you, there's a lot of depressed, heavy-spirited people in the world. What's going to distinguish you? Your joy in a time of darkness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified you. What may be glorified? What did he say? The planting. The Lord is establishing you through your praise. So rise up. Let go. Spring forth and rejoice now. So rise up. Let go. Spring forth and rejoice now. So rise up, let go, spring forth, and rejoice now. Okay, rise up, let go, spring forth, and rejoice now. Tell somebody, rise up, let go, spring forth, and rejoice now. We go. You ready for this? You ready for this, JT? Later is an enemy to breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, we... When I get better, I'll praise him. When my situation change, I'll praise him. When they stop looking at me, I'll praise them. When they turn the lights down, I'll praise them. When they start singing, I'll praise them. No, later is an enemy to your breakthrough. There's no greater praise than a praise win right now. You struggling right now, right? So you need a praise right now. You don't struggle now and praise later. You're going to praise anytime you exist in. I give my breath to you, Lord. I praise you now. Later is your enemy. <laughs> later is your enemy. Break forth when? Now. Tell somebody, break forth now. Come on, tell somebody else, break forth now. Tell somebody else, break forth now. We're going to redefine what a support group is. The greatest support you can have is the presence of the almighty God. Ephesians 5 says, at all times and for everything, giving thanks in the name of the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the God, the Father. What did he say? At what? All times. And what? For everything, giving what? Thanks. Somebody, break, somebody leave you, guess what you do? Put a praise on it. Before you complain, what you going to do? Put a praise on it. Your lights get cut off, BC Hydro, cut your lights off. Before you call BC Hydro to get it cut back on, what you going to do? Put a praise on it. <laughs> For everything and at all times, give what? Thanks. Psalm 61 say, 69, Psalm 69 say, then my song will be a burst of praise to you. My song that I choose is going to be what? A burst. Say a burst. Come on, say a burst. Ain't going to be no little sad. I, I just believe, man, the war, the, the, what's going on, the enemy is trying to silence the church. He's trying to depress the church, and I just really feel like, 
that there's a violence, there's an attack in the spirit realm against the church. And I find the Bible, the, the, the Bible says there's a time and place for everything. So I do believe there's a time and place to lament and have those moments, right? But, but there's also a time and place where the kingdom suffered violent and the only way to respond is to take it by force. This ain't retreat time. This, this the gates of hell shall not prevail time. This, this, this is storming the gates of hell. My glory shouts, my glory shouts. That's what I got is glory shouts. Glory shouts. Glory shouts will make your fame even more glorious to all who hear my praise. No, 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 no. It's going to make his fame and his name great and glorious to all that what? Hear. To all that what? Hear my praise. A little, little, little soft little praise. A little soft little, little praise. A little soft. Where my lips tack? My chapstick at? A little soft little praise. A little soft little praise. Come on, lift your voices. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. Why is it so painful to praise God, but so freeing to turn up on Lil Uzi, Lil Wayne, Lil John John, Lil Milky Way, Lil Lil Lil? Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and too late, too late, too late, too late, too late, too late, too late. Swimming pool clothes, swimming pool clothes. For I know Yahweh that my praises mean more to you than all my gifts and sacrifices. So you like, oh, my God, I take two hours. I got kids. You know how long it take me to get to church? And the Lord says, thank you so much for the sacrifice. But what means more to me is while you taking all that time getting ready for church, sacrificing your hour drive, put a praise on it. I know how far it is. I'm the one gave you the house that far and the church that far. You didn't think about that, huh? He blessed you with a house 40 miles away. So put a praise on it. Just think of the stuff that we, we arrogantly go to God and be like, God, I did this today. I didn't have to go to church today. I did not have to serve today, God. I'm tired, Pastor T, always, always. I don't even want to Zoom no more. I don't want to Zoom. Pastor T lovers me in crowns. What are you going to come up with next? <laughs> we be fast. <laughs> like they really the church. Sorry, like we really the church. We like really believe the Bible. We like really, my pastor back home used to say, if you work the word, the word will work for you. 
See, the issue, we don't work the word. We read the word. Reading the word doesn't merely do it for you. Working it. Psalm 95. Come on, everyone. Can you tell how 730 about to be? Oh. Come on, everyone. Let's sing for what? Joy. Let's sing for joy. Not sing for convenience. Not sing for comfort. Not sing for a breakthrough. I'm just singing because he's good. I'm singing because he's good, just like Jesus died that you might be saved. He died knowing you may not choose him, but he put, it, he, he put a praise on it anyways. There's a song called Praise. I don't know what, it's the, 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 what you call it, the Filipino uh, name, uh, but the Filipino title. It was a Praise Him in Advance. Think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. Let's shout out. Danny will tell you the Filipino translation so you don't think I'm like racist or something, okay? Yeah, some of y'all be, you know, pastors raised in the Filipino. Have a loosen up. We are embracing all nations. Can you please grab a mic and tell these folks what the Filipino translation is? Amen. So, for example. Hold on. What are you? I am Filipino. Okay, thank you. So I get thank to say you. this. Um, for example, there is a song called What a Beautiful Name. That is the title. Filipinos won't know what that title is. They will just say, you were the word at the beginning. What is that song? <laughs> you were the word at the beginning. So Filipinos, we only remember the first line of the song and we make it the title. Henceforth, the Filipino title. Amen. Thank you. See? It's an actual thing. See? Everyone come meet his face with a thankful heart. Everyone come and meet his face with a what? Thankful heart. Don't hold back your praise. Oh, this is about to be that turned up support group night. That's, this is what that's about to be. Don't hold up. Don't hold back your praises. I'm super mad. I, I came in with a sweater, a shirt, and a jacket. I mean, like Kirk Franklin up in here. I'm like, come on. Everybody, don't hold back your praises. Make him great by your shouts of Make him great by your shouts of joy. See, I want a church where there's no spectators. And all spectators are new to the church or unsaved. But anybody that say they know Jesus should not be a spectator. I want this to be the most, look, I, look, I, can't, I came here to Canada. If you don't, I came here to do this. I will never let up on challenging people to express their praise. Why? Because it's in the Bible. And we will have some more chill moments. But that may be the day you don't come to church. So you never know. <laughs> Psalm 100. Lift up a great shout of joy to what? Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere. Yeah, I was just saying, y'all, you see? 
everyone everywhere. How do y'all express praise? Musicians, how do y'all express praise? That was cool. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel that one. Worship Yahweh. Worship Yahweh with what? Gladness. Sing your way. Sing your way into his presence with what? Joy. Sing your way into his presence. Some of y'all come. We come to church and be like, I don't feel nothing. Sing your way into his presence. I don't know what they excited about. I don't feel nothing. Sing your way into his presence. And if you've been singing, look, if you've been singing and you don't feel nothing yet, guess what that means? Keep on singing. But his presence is not always about a feeling. You, the sun, hey, hey, have you ever been outside when the sun out but it's cold? Do you know how hot the sun is? Just because you cold, do it mean the sun ain't out? Just because you don't feel nothing, do it mean the Lord ain't here? He said in verse 3, and realize what this really means. Realize what this really means. That we have the privilege. So when you don't worship God, you are in his presence as a spoiled little child. You just, you just show up in the kitchen and think somebody's supposed to cook you something. You, you just wake up in the morning and stand by the car like somebody's supposed to drive you to school. Now, I'm getting deliverance right now. Ain't nobody supposed to take you to basketball practice all around the, all around the city? And then, and then feed you? And then got the audacity. Before you go to bed, wake me up in the morning. No. And then this the this the this the crumbler. When they oversleep, they come to you. Why you didn't wake me up? You lucky I didn't suffocate you, so you don't never wake up. Y'all just lay, stretch y'all hands toward me. That's what I'm saying. I'm praising God from Monday to Saturday. I got some demons to deal with at the house. You feel me, Elder, Elder Pam and Elder Brendan? Can, do I got any other parents with me? Woo, you know what I'm saying? Elder Roseanne, you got grown demons now. Your demons got license and all that stuff. <laughs> they demons got jobs. They <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm just kidding. Ain't no demons up in here, not around me. 
not around me. But you get the point. I got to exaggerate it a little bit. We come in his presence like he, he's supposed to give us something else. Like, let me, let, here, here you go. Here you go. Can I help you out? Let's just say one day of the week, you're going to give it all to God in your praise. So whenever you come to church, you come to church putting a pause on wanting. So when you come in here, make your mind up at the door. I don't want nothing from you, God. I'm just going to make my time in church a time of thanking you for everything you've already done. And it's the beautiful part. He is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. We are the people of his pleasure. He died for us. Not a dog. Not a whale. Right, think of what we have made humanity and what we've made pets. We play that little commercial. And we get the dog that's just like, just, just like, been through the storm and the rain. But I made it. <laughs> I'm not any, any, any pet lovers and all that stuff. I'm, I'm like, I'm not making fun of your stance, any of that. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, even if you are, let me ask you if your love for God is as much as it is for that, sh that, that, that dog. Are, are you, do you care about people's souls more than you care about that cow? Can we talk about it today? You judging me because I want a nice steak that's been marinated for, for 40 days. Just think. We get offended because somebody eating meat. We get all, huh, well, you know, what you know the process of, you know how that got to your plate. Super judgmental. I don't want to go eat with no vegans. Y'all just be super judgmental. You need Eating your little fake burger like. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Take, take that plank out of your eye. Do you know what sugar does? It's your little plant-based vegan sugar-eating stuff. Think you better than me because you don't eat meat, but you eat pie and french fries and chips and hard bites and doritos no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. hard bites these are the healthy ones that's made in avocado oil <laughs> i'm just laughing i wasn't raised around this stuff but i'm becoming i'm on my way to plant-based Absolutely. I'll be trying it. Hey, guys, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm testifying. 
I have not bought nothing, no clothes the whole year. Nothing. I'm breaking free. I'm breaking free. My point here. is you can't go that hard for vegetables and you don't mind your auntie on her way to hell. Healthy. Y'all didn't get that one. <laughs> you got it, you know what I'm saying? Healthy. Amen. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. I went all the way to the left or the right, wherever you want to go all the way to, to make a point, man. What's on God's heart is souls. What's on God's heart is you praise him. You come up in here healthy but don't have no praise, you paralyze. You speak louder about your initiatives than you do about your salvation. God is good. He's worthy to be praised. I close on Hebrews. I'm going to show some discipline. I ain't doing no review next service. Because I'm trying to get to this other stuff because we're going to have a praise party. At 7.30. So now, we draw near freely and boldly to where grace is enthroned. To receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Praise his presence gives us strength in our time of weakness. We have access to his presence. Now, I want you to get some. I want you to get something. Thanksgiving is the G-code for an access that grace purchased. Thanksgiving does not unlock the door. Grace unlocked the door. You ready? Thanksgiving doesn't give us access. Thanksgiving integrates us into sonship. See, I'm going to close on these, the definition of integration. When you have a praise, a lifestyle of thanksgiving, it integrates you into something. It brings you into something. He says, come into my presence with thanksgiving. You're, you, you can come into church, but not be integrated into his presence. So you're wondering why they are so joyful and acting crazy. But they've been praising him before they came to church. They've been praising him backstage. 
They've been living Monday through Friday with a little bit of praise. When we come in here, what happens is we're integrated in something way bigger. So your praise does not have to be based on your believing or your faith. Because together, you are integrated into my faith. I'm integrated into your faith. So small, big, medium, and even no faith, when we come together, accumulates to great faith. But you just have to participate in the equation. Integrate. To integrate. To, to integrate is to form. It is to coordinate or blend into a functioning or unified whole, unite, to incorporate into a larger unit, to unite with something else. Listen, listen. It is to, when you are to integrate, you are taking what you have and you're being integrated into something bigger. Form, coordinate, and it says desegregate. So to integrate is to desegregate, segregate. No, you got to get this. To integrate is to desegregate. See, you may have been lonely out there. See, if I'm in my room by myself, if I find myself a praise, it integrates me into a power, a strength that has, it integrates me into God's, to Jesus' strength. It integrates me into his peace. It integrates me into his joy. When I come in here and I put a praise on it, I am being integrated into a greater source. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling if I could just put a praise on it. He says, look, so to desegregate is to integrate school districts. It's to take pe things and people that are isolated, right? That, like, I'm not just expressing my joy for you. I'm releasing my joy so you can be integrated into it. How do you get integrated into my joy? You participate in the party. See, Elder John said this. This is going to be a sermon one day, Elder John. It kind of is right now. But we were, we were having a little food together, and he was talking about where did the party originate from? I believe God wants the church to take the party back. Yeah. That's what Love Quest is. Folks come here and be like, oh, my God, this is overwhelming. Well, the club is real overwhelming if you ain't drunk. So if you don't want to be overwhelmed when you come into a spirit-filled place, guess what you need to do? Get spirit-filled. Get drunk in the spirit like the rest of us because we ain't going to never stop the party at Love Quest. No! We're going to remix the song. We're going to have fun. And, and wait till they take the limits off. See, see. To desegregate is to put to end the segregation. A lot of people can't praise because they got an independent spirit. It is to put an end to the segregation of and bring into equal membership in society or an organization. 
It is to bring together or incorporate into a whole. It's to make up, combine. Combine what? I'm going to take your low faith. You're going to put it with your neighbor's medium faith. Then somebody got great faith. But what brings us together is our praise. And when we unite together, everything that I have, you now have. Jesus said, I bequeath. He said, I took your sorrow and I traded it for joy. What did he do? He integrated you into his power. He integrated you into his access. He engrafted you. So when I open my mouth and I come in, you may not believe like I believe, but when you sing like I sing, you have what I have. We're together. See, LeBron carries a team. Jordan carries a team. There's great stars that will carry a cast in a movie. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't watch the movie. So don't get envious of someone's praise. Just join it. See, if you join their praise, you'll get their freedom. You'll experience their freedom. Now, the hard part is when you go out, you have to produce that yourself by integrating into the praise of Jesus, into the joy of Jesus. And so what we're going to do in the next service, guess what we're going to do? We're going to finish, and we're going to do some integration. We're we going to do some integration. We're going to praise God. We're we going to praise God like we've never praised him before. Because this is what he tells us, we're no longer foreigners. All right, I'm going to read that next, but I'm going to get you. I'm going to close here. Put the, put the next slide up. Put the, put the next slide up so I don't have no more closes. Put the next slide up. The next one. I want to help you so you can get rid of this orphan spirit when you come in here. <laughs> we are not welcomed into his presence. We are the host of his presence. You know, somebody, if, if I say thank you for giving me something, your response would be what? You're welcome. We're the ones that say thank you because we're the ones that's releasing the gift. See, when they approached the lame dude at the gate, the lame guy at the gate said in Acts 3, he looked at him in expectation and they released Jesus to him. Guess what his response was? Thank you. Because if you are in Jesus, you have something to release. So when you come in here, you don't have to be your welcome. Because you're the one that's bringing the presence. So your praise releases something that you've been given. I partake in the joy of Christ. So my job is to release it to the world. And if I, want, if I want him to release more joy into me, guess what I got to do? Release it. If you want to just stay full, go to the gas station and just put it in park, fill your tank up, and don't go nowhere. But the beauty is that the gas in your vehicle gets you from point A to point B. And worship is trans transportation. It helps you get from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday, from one storm 
through the next storm, from one situation to the next situation. It transports you through. Guess what has helped us get through the pandemic? Praise. It has driven us. It has carried us. It has helped us. It has brought us. Praise has helped us. Say this after me. Father, thank you for your love. I will live a life of thanksgiving, not just by words, but by actions. I am grateful for all you've done from little to be. I will not wait for payday to give you praise. I'm going to praise you while I'm waiting. Give God a hand. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And if you're in the Vancouver area and would like to be a part of the Good Life Support Group community, head on over to our website, lovequestchurch.com and RSVP to come join us in person. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.